Hey everyone, welcome to Politics Weekly. Politics Weekly is a weekly nonpartisan podcast featuring some of the biggest names in politics and portraying some of the biggest political stories of the week through both left and right leaning lenses. Hosted by award-winning journalist Nolan Cleary, the former editor-in-chief of the Hudsonian newspaper, Politics Weekly has been listened to by over 15,000 people worldwide. The views expressed by guests on our show are not necessarily the views expressed by the host, Nolan Cleary. All right, everyone, welcome back to Politics Weekly. Uh, I'm your host, Nolan Cleary, as always. Uh, Today, we have a very special guest, uh, documentary filmmaker Mike Wallach. Um, He is the director uh, of the film The Viral Delusion. Thank you for joining me today, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great. Uh, so tell me a little bit about um, tell me a little about a bit about uh, some of the work you've done uh, as a filmmaker in Hollywood, um, and you know what what got you to this point. <laughs> That's a long story, man. Um, well, I would say the um, f- strangely enough, um, I- I've been I've been screenwriting uh, in Hollywood for. Um, a long time now, um, but the only movie that I've ever uh, actually had made and you know like blasted out and in theaters and everything uh, was a movie called The Bay uh, that I made uh, about ten years ago, and um, weirdly enough, it was about like uh, a um, like an epidemic like situation. Uh, it was a sci-fi uh, sci-fi thriller um, that I wrote. Um, for the director, uh, Barry Levinson. Um, and uh, for me, it was like my big break. Um, yeah, I was just writing scripts and basically nobody was reading them. And somehow uh, he read one of my scripts and uh, asked me to, to, to um, make a, uh, a thriller about water pollution, which was like a weirdly weird like brief to give somebody like, he was really into the fact that the Chesapeake Bay was was super polluted, and he ha- he has a house there, and and he was like, I really want to do something that kind of like gins up interest in that. Um, so I ended up writing this 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 super bizarre movie called The Bay um, about a small town uh, on the Chesapeake Bay, and just suddenly people just start dying in these like really weird and horrific ways, and um, everybody's trying to figure out what is happening and why. And, uh, and it was a, it was a super cool movie. Um, and I ended up having to do all this environmental, uh, research for it because, um, you know, that was kind of like part of the point of the movie was to just kind of highlight what's actually going on, uh, even though it was a fictional story. And, um, you know, I was kind of, I mean, I, I was kind of blown away by like how crazy, uh, the environmental situation with like water pollution is you know not that it's like a sexy issue but um but you know it's like like they did a study of all the uh fish in in all the rivers uh in in the country and um i mean they 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 pulled like 
you know, fish from like more than a thousand like rivers and tributaries and, and, and lakes and so on. And they wanted to find out like how many of these fish um, had like a, a serious toxic level of, of, po of, of poisoning. I think most of it's heavy metals. And um, what they found was that a hundred percent of the fish uh, were at toxic levels. And uh, th there was not a single uh, river or tributary or anything in the country where the fish were, were fine. Uh, and it was like, yeah, man, that's so bad, you know? Um, and, uh, and so, and then I kept writing in, in, in um, you know, scripts and stuff and trying to sell them and all sorts of really interesting um, stories from that. Um, but that, uh, you know, that, that's like a, a very particular world. And when COVID, uh, when the pandemic, um, you know, began, uh, and and the lockdowns and all that um, in in 2019, and then uh, I started um, you know looking into what was going on, and I had already been in medical research for a long time just because out of um, things that had happened to my family, um, so I already w was sort of hip to all the um, propaganda and you know, garbage that um, the, you know, orthodox medical system um, likes to, uh, you know, put out there. Um, so when, when, when that, uh, when the, you know, pandemic and, and all that nonsense started, I um, was already looking around at like, well, what, what are the various different viewpoints on this? Like, what's, you know, what's actually going on? And, um, once I had figured out that um, there was a much more compelling uh, narrative about what was going on, um, that really um, exposed the pseudoscience behind what what we were hearing, um, and I really wanted to tell that story because I just thought this is an incredible story. I, I had I, I knew part of it, as I said, from from medical research that I had been doing for a long time. But there were parts that, that I was discovering as well. And once the big picture um, sort of clicked for me, um, then uh, I, I wanted to tell a story. Nobody had really um, at that point um, made uh, a documentary about it. Um, it's still, I think, the most underreported story of the last you know, three years. Um, so I wanted to get that out there. And I, and I realized that um, there was just no way that Hollywood was going to um, tell that story they weren't going to participate in that the, the hollywood system um i mean i was getting emails you know i'm part of this thing called like the creative coalition which is like a networking thing for you know hollywood people and and you know they're supposed to like get together and like do good works and all this stuff and i, I was like getting barraged with emails from them like you know we're gonna have this thing and you should come to this party where we're gonna help tell people to wear masks and we're gonna tell people to go you know get injected and all this you know, really toxic stuff. And so I, you know, it was just super clear that that wasn't going to be how I was going to get the documentary out. So, um, you know, I called a good friend of mine, um, DJ, uh, who I had been talking with uh, throughout the, um, the, you know, years of 2020 and um, 
even to 2019 a little bit. And um, I said, Hey, do you want to help me just make a documentary and, and just, we'll just figure out a way to get it out there, you know, guerrilla style. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and then uh, started calling doctors and, and scientists, um, you know, to me, like really like legends in their field. And I mean, just absolutely brilliant people. And I didn't know if they were going to return my phone call. I didn't know if they were going to be, you know, interested in speaking with me. And, um, you know, what I found was like, yeah, they were, they were thrilled that I called because nobody was interviewing them. I mean, they, they, they were sitting on these dynamite stories and nobody was, you know, calling them. So, um, I got to interview, you know, some of the most fascinating people in the world. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I think it, it turned into, um, such an incredible project. I mean, I, I set out to make like a two hour documentary and ended up making a seven and a half hour documentary series. And, uh, it could have been easily could have been longer. Um, so, so that's kind of, a, that's probably a long answer to a, to a short question, but that's um, a little bit about how I got into it. And, um, what has the reception been from Hollywood and other people to, uh, the, the, the viral delusion movie that you made? Um, I mean, I haven't, I, I, it's like two different worlds. Like I haven't tried to put it out to, um, you know, my Hollywood friends, um, that, you know, deeply, um, I mean, I have a couple friends in the industry who were, who, you know, saw it and basically are like, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't even want to engage in it because it's just too, um, counter narrative for them. And that's just, their heads just weren't ready for it. They just didn't, couldn't really, um, handle having a discussion about it. Um, and then of course, you know, I sent it out to a bunch of distributors, um, who are, you know, who, who are even like known for their, like, you know, independent iconoclastic, like, you know, sort of brand themselves as like, we're edgy distributors and whatever. And they were all like terrified. They're like, definitely not. Like we, we can't do it. Um, and then, um, you know, but the response that we've gotten from viewers, from people who actually saw them, the film is like, absolutely awesome like people go nuts for this for the for the series because there's it's just so powerful i mean there's there's the the people that i spoke with are so brilliant and they deconstruct the whole thing uh so clearly um that you know i i it, it's actually like it's awesome like the the response has just been over and over and over again like this is this is epic like this is this is you know um like I've had tons of people be like, that's the best documentary I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, like this is, you know, just awesome. So I, I'm really thrilled by the response that we've gotten from people once we put it in front of them. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of distributors and stuff, um, they, they're just too scared. They're just too scared of, of catching the, you know, um, getting hammered on the head um, by, you know, a cultural, you know, maelstrom, like a, a tsunami of, you know, of, um, of, of criticism that, you know, is, is sort of, you know, it's like Fantasia, you know, that it's like generated by the, the, um, you know, the wizards that are, uh, that are, you know, pounding the, the, the war drums that we should all be, uh, 
you know, terrified of COVID. And if you're not, then you're a bad person. Well, I want to get into some of the uh, stories of the week and uh, get your thoughts on them. Uh, so the first story uh, I have listed here, uh, George Santos, New York Congressman George Santos. Obviously, he's been under some uh, fire lately uh, for uh, for uh, forging, uh, lying about a lot of his records and a lot of his life story. Uh, now, the Nassau Republican uh, County Republican Party uh, is uh, calling on Santos uh, to resign uh, from his uh, position. Santos right now is saying that he will not resign. What are your thoughts on Santos being called to resign from the local Republicans? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I try not to follow that that kind of politics um, on a, you know, on a day-to-day level. I mean, the only thing I would say is, you know, the, the, the only thing that sort of pops to mind is like, obviously there's something deeper going on because, you know, once you scratch the surface on so many um, of these characters uh, in Congress, um, <laughs> you know, you find out all sorts of things, you know, like, I mean, um, there, there, there are numerous, uh, uh, politicians, you know, longstanding members of Congress that, that, you know, run, you know, drug rackets on the side or run prostitution industries on the side or, you know, are linked to the Italian mafia or, you know, have links to, you know, all sorts of, um, you know, really, uh, you know, debased and uh, gross uh, behavior. Uh, But nobody, you know, nobody covers that. And then, um, you know, w- when these stories pop out, uh, you know, they're this this is, you know, this is shadow theater. And uh, I think that there's obviously some deeper reason why the, the, the Republican Party isn't happy with Santos. I don't really know who he who he is um, or what his real background is or why he's uh, truly at odds with the party. Um, usually. Um, these are the, the people that the party attacks are just people who don't want to follow along party lines. Um, they're, they're people who refuse to uh, make the um, Faustian bargain of having their careers um, uh, progress uh, in exchange for, you know, towing the, towing the party line um, literally, you know, and uh that doesn't mean that their politics are, are, are good or bad or I, or I like their politics or I don't like their politics. But generally, in my experience, um, that's usually what's going on. <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful. OK, um, well, I'll, I'll ask you um, I'll ask you a question that's uh, more on topic uh, with uh, the, the documentary you're making. I know lately there's been a lot of talk about uh, Congress investigating the origins of COVID and investigating um, Dr. Fauci and things of that nature. Do you agree with those calls? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, Dr. Fauci, <laughs> Fauci is is um, really uh, a low life. I mean, the guy's a, an absolute low life. Uh, he's the consigliere of the pharmaceutical mafia. And, um, you know, the, the, the cartel, that, the chemical cartel that runs the medical system um, is, you know, he is their, uh, you know, their impresario, you know, he's their, the, the, the man that they roll out 
um, to both, um, you know, he, he plays so many roles for them and all, every one of them is, is, uh, is really dastardly. So yeah, I, I, I think he absolutely should be, um, you know, uh, investigated and, and condemned, uh, you know, for a million different things. Um, and we can talk about those, be happy to, um, I, the, the big story that, uh, that we're seeing sort of hung out for the American public over and over and over again now is this lab leak theory. Um, and now that is bogus. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, a bogus theory. Um, that's, uh, it's provably not true. Um, it's not that the intelligence agencies uh, and Fauci aren't deeply involved in the creation of uh, what we call the pandemic. Um, they are, they're, they're very deeply involved, but um, you know, my perspective, I think the, the, the really grounded scientific perspective is not that, that there was a leaked uh, virus um, that was, uh, you know, made in a lab, uh, you know, by Eco Health Alliance and all and 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 all of that. Um, the the problem with that theory is that there's there's no virus. There's no scientific evidence that 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 anybody ever got sick from a virus. Um, a virus is a very particular uh, uh, idea. Uh, the concept of a virus. It's um, it should be um, provable uh, by scientific methods, uh, if, if it were a real construct, if it were a real thing. Um, and science has yet to actually show that this theorized particle, um, which uh, has been, um, you know, talked about more than maybe any other single thing in the history of the world, um, actually exists. Uh, uh, the science is, is is appalling. It's absolutely appalling uh, that uh, that claims that people got sick from a, a virus. So, um, you know, if the lab leak theory were true, then um, we would have found a virus by now. But nobody's found a virus. That that's that's just that that, that hasn't happened. So. To investigate Fauci on the lab leak theory is, um, boy, would that would that turn out great for him? Because at the end of the day, they would never be able to nail him on that. Um, what they should nail him on is uh, is all the. I mean, well, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, maybe it'd be good to, to I mean, go all the way back to to AIDS, where he really, uh, you know, made his career, and start nailing him for all the all the uh, the people that. Uh, that he killed through his uh, experimental research when he claimed that HIV was the cause of AIDS without any scientific backing and then put that story out there for the entire country and then started experimenting on children claiming that they had HIV when they were perfectly healthy and killing them over and over and over and over again and then experimenting on poor black women and killing them over and over and over again and then experimenting on gay men not by the hundreds or not by the thousands and not by the tens of thousands by the hundreds of thousands and killing them. So, you know, Fauci has a, uh, a, a, a legacy of mass murder that's, uh, you know, extraordinary, but um, he was able to, uh, to uh, evade all criticism uh, because he's got a media system that um, refuses to air any criticism of him whatsoever 
from actual scientists or doctors. And, um, you know, if you go back and you look at the research from, uh, from the 80s and the 90s, the, the, the number of, of scientists and doctors that tried to speak out, the caliber of these people that tried to speak out against Fauci and his claim that HIV was the cause of AIDS. I mean, these were extraordinary people. I mean, these were Nobel, science, Nobel Prize winning scientists after Nobel Prize winning scientists. I mean, the, 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 the you know, generally accepted greatest minds in the country were all trying to say that uh, Fauci's claim that HIV equals AIDS and thus he can experiment on people who he claims have HIV uh, in their body through pseudoscientific testing uh, that was never validated. Um, you know, the, the, the caliber of these people is just extraordinary. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's a great uh, rabbit hole for your listeners if they're interested. Um, you know, whether it's Peter Duisberg, who was considered the greatest virologist in the country, at UC Berkeley at the time, whether it was Nancy Turner Banks, who was uh, you know Harvard trained gynecologist who wrote these blistering books, uh, whether it was uh, Robert uh, I believe Mendelssohn, who uh, was a, a doctor who, who desperately pleaded with the uh, American public and with the media to cover this story by injecting himself with the blood of people who were said to have uh, HIV in it, never got sick. Um, whether it was, uh, you know, Celia Farber, the journalist who tried to get this story out, who was completely demolished by uh, Fauci and his machine, um, whether it was, you know, you know, Carrie Mullis, who won the Nobel Prize, who uh, who had invented the PCR technique that was then being uh, used perversely to claim that uh, people had HIV. Uh, when uh, they weren't sick and there was nothing wrong with them and uh, there was not even any proof that an HIV particle existed. Um, and Kerry Mullis tried to speak out over and over and over again. Uh, he was destroyed. I mean, it, it was just an, ex an incredible time period. But, you know, the fact that Fauci was able to emerge victorious from that and that the vast majority of the country didn't even know that any of these people had been uh, trying to call a spade a spade and show that the emperor had no clothes and instead had, you know, hoodwinked uh, not only the American public, but ultimately the much of the globe, uh, you know, you get them on that alone, uh, you know, let alone, you know, everything on, you know, that's that's happened ever since. Um, and that's just a piece of the puzzle. So, yeah, I think they should I think they should hold Fauci to the. Uh, to the fire because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of dead bodies out there that he's responsible for. Um, now, obviously, a lot of universities um, and you know some businesses that get government funding uh, have been requiring the vaccine, the COVID nineteen vaccine. Um, do you believe that um, that businesses or schools that are getting government funding that require the vaccine should lose that funding? I mean, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what you're asking, but I mean, nobody should require the vaccine. I mean, it should be, it's, it's so morally reprehensible to uh, insist that people inject themselves with, uh, you know, uh, experimental products. I mean, even to call it an experimental product, I think is, is, is being too generous to them, but with, with clearly poisonous material, um, that uh, has no um, basis for for even claiming that it, that it can do anything positive. Um, 
it's 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 super gross. I mean, it's it's morally reprehensible. I mean, you to to insist that in order for somebody to feed their family or pay their mortgage or uh, live their lives and keep their jobs, um, to insist that they have to inject themselves, uh, that they have to sacrifice their bodies uh, to the medical industrial complex, um, it's it's uh, it it's the height of, of fascism. I mean, it's, it's complete totalitarianism. It's, uh, it's, uh, I can't, you know, it's 1984, um, you know, to the nth degree. It's, uh, so obviously it, it should, you know, these things should be struck down and, you know, there's a, there's a legal history, of course, um, you know, in the country that, you know, uh, should have, um, prevented any of that from happening, but, um, we don't, uh, you know, Obviously, we don't live in a just society. I don't think that's news to anybody, but um, this, this is you know, this is what we're dealing with. Um, now, the reason I ask is because I know a lot of um, colleges and universities that are requiring the COVID-19 vaccine right now uh, tend to get funding from the federal government and sometimes the state government. So um, what I was wondering is, do you think that they should lose funding if they choose to require the vaccine in your personal opinion? I mean, uh, they, 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 they just shouldn't choose to require the vaccine. I mean, I I wouldn't give them any money if they chose to, uh, require the vaccine. Um, you know, I'm, I, I don't think the government should give them any money. I don't think any, anybody should give them any money if they're, if they're forcing, uh, young uh, students, uh, young people uh, to inject themselves with, with known poisons um, in order to, you know, study or, or, or graduate or work there. And it's, it's just, it's reprehensible. I mean, it's, it, there's, it's completely indefensible. So um, yeah, the, they should, they should, they should for sure, nobody should give them a dime. Um, and, uh, but they, you know, they just shouldn't be doing it. I mean, it's, it's just extraordinary that they're participating in. All right. Well, that about wraps up, uh, everything, uh, I had to ask, uh, before you go, do you want to tell people, uh, where you can, uh, find your, uh, movie, uh, the, uh, the viral delusion and also, uh, where you can be found on social media? Oh yeah, man. Um, so you can see the, the documentary series at theviraldelusion.com. Uh, again, theviraldelusion.com. And, uh, and then, um, I don't really do like a social media thing. Um, I have a sub stack, uh, you, you know, you can, uh, find a, um, you know, summary of the, uh, essentially of the argument, um, that is, uh, made in in the documentary series to a degree um you, you find that on my Substack. but the best the, the best thing to do if you're interested in the topic uh is is to go to theviraldelusion.com and check out the uh the doc series and um you know and uh ping me with an email or, or tweet me a response and um always happy to uh continue the conversation all right thank you again for joining oh thanks nolan for having me on Hi, I'm Nolan Cleary, award-winning journalist and host of the hit podcast, Politics Weekly. I'm here to tell you about my new website, nolancleary.com. 
It's full of political analyses, a link to my podcast, and predictions for upcoming elections. If you want to know everything there is to know about upcoming elections, go to nolancleary.com right now.